Hello and welcome to CBS Radio Mystery Theater from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. This is Dick McDaniel saying goodnight for the Night Report News Team. Stay tuned for the CBS Radio Mystery Theater and our next news at 12 midnight. The CBS Radio Mystery Theater presents... Welcome. I'm E.G. Marshall. Power, the possession of sway or controlling influence over others. Control, authority, influence, ascendancy for the personal, social, or political. That is a definition of power. And the story we're about to bring you concerns one particular exercise of it. If it's true, if it's real, this power you say you have. Oh, it's real, Laura. It's true. If you really have it. Well, you saw it, didn't you? With your own eyes. Then use it for me. Make me get up and walk. Our mystery drama, Star Sapphire, was written especially for the Mystery Theater by Elspeth Eric and stars Fred Gwynn. I'll be back shortly with Act One. Ask a hundred people what they most desire in this world. They may tell you money or fame or even love. Any one of a number of conventional things that we're all supposed to be seeking. But if you persist and probe deep enough, you will find that most of them are concealing a voracious appetite for power. All else is only a means to attain it. Will you come into my office, Mr. Ferris? Thank you, ma'am. Please sit down. Thank you, ma'am. I'm Helen Riley. Uh, Miss Riley. I'm the acting head of the Foundling Home. They told me. Uh, the regular head of the Foundling Home is at home. She's ill. Oh, uh, nothing serious, I hope. Well, we all hope for the best. Now, Mr. Ferris, I'm told you and your wife wish to adopt a child. Yes, ma'am. Well, forgive my candor, but uh, uh, how old are you, Mr. Ferris? Fifty-two. And your wife? The same. Well, uh, aren't you both a little... Um, a little beyond the age thought proper for taking on the responsibilities of a child. Well, we got a nice home. Oh, well, I'm sure you have. Uh, we live out in the country. I'm a, I'm a truck farmer. The house belonged to my father. My wife and I moved into it when we got married, and we've lived there ever since. I've kept it in good repair. Uh, there's a church about five, six miles down the road. And Bessie and I attend regularly. Oh, well, I've been told nothing but the best about both you and Mrs. Ferris. But uh, to take a little child into your home... Oh, oh, we wasn't thinking of a little child. Oh? We was thinking more of a young girl. Uh, Sixteen, seventeen, somewhere in there. I see. I've always heard it's the older children that have a hard time finding a good home. Oh, yes, that's true, but... And someone about that age would be company for my wife. Uh, you see, Bessie's an invalid. Uh, 
more or less. Well, now, Mr. Ferris, we've had requests like yours before, and they often haven't worked out. Well, people have been willing and, in fact, anxious to take a young person into their homes and make servants out of them. Unpaid servants. Oh, we got no such idea as that. My Bessie may be in a wheelchair, but she gets around right smart. Uh, she's done all the housework, cleaning and cooking ever since she had her stroke. And, and that was ten years ago. She, she don't like the idea of anybody laying a hand to anything. Well, then why would you want to adopt a child? Because I... I worry about Bessie. You see, I work from sunup to sundown, and Bessie's alone in the house. Besides, we need somebody to leave the farm to. A girl of 16, 17, she could inherit. And she'd be about the same age of whatever child we might have had if if the Lord had seen fit to so bless us. Well, I don't know. It well, is... Isn't it better than living here in an institution? Uh, Seems to me a place like this isn't much better than being in jail. Uh, no offense to you, ma'am, of course. Would you, uh, would you like to see the children? Oh, I, I don't need to. I already know the one I want. Oh, you do? I've seen her other times when I was here. And I talked to her a little bit. Her name's Edna. Oh, oh, yes. Edna Kelly. I saw her today. She's out front raking leaves. Well, now, suppose we ask her to come in here, and we'll talk about your plan. See how she feels about it. Oh, she'll like the idea. You've talked to her? Just in a roundabout way. Nothing definite. Well, excuse me a minute. Certainly. Uh, would you ask Edna Kelly to come into my office? Uh, would you? She's raking the front lawn. I think, Mr. Ferris that we'd best not rush into an adoption. If you want to take Edna home for a trial period, and if she wants to go with you, and if your wife approves, well, then perhaps we can work things out. Now, I don't want to stand in the girl's way. She's been institutionalized for so long, her entire life. Well, no one ever wanted to adopt her. You see, she has um, a slight deformity. Her, her left hip, I, I, I suppose you noticed. It makes no difference. Uh, maybe we could have it fixed. Well, that would be wonderful. And, of course, she's never been a pretty child. Oh, makes me no never mind. Oh, uh, come in, Edna. Uh, Edna, dear. Uh, this is... It's Mr. Ferris. Oh, have you come to take me home with you, Mr. Ferris? pretty quiet, Edna. You've hardly spoke a word for ten miles or more. I've been looking at your ring, Mr. Ferris. Yeah. You like my ring, do you, Edna? The prettiest thing I ever saw. I could look at it for hours and hours. It was handed down to me by my father. Someday, maybe it'll be yours. If uh, things work out. Oh, I hope they do. Oh, not just for the ring. Uh, that's what they call a star sapphire. It's set in pure gold. Oh, my. Yeah. See the star in it? Look close and you'll see the star. I see it. I see it. It's my most prized possession. But uh, you can look at it whenever you've a mind to. Well, here's where we turn in. This is where you're going to live. Yeah, that's the house. 
Hmm? Like it? Huh? Oh. Oh. Yes. Whoa there. Whoa. Uh, let me help you out. Give me your hand. That's it. <laughs> this way. That buggy there belongs to our neighbors. Guess my wife's got company. Company? They live across the road. They drop in from time to time. Paul Downing and his wife, Mary. Step inside. Oh, I guess everybody's in the front parlor. Well, let's go in. Come on, Edna. Not scared, are you? Oh, you scared of meeting strange people, is that it? Oh, you don't need to be scared. They're good people. Come on now. Come on, girl. What's the matter with you, hmm? My head aches. What, your head? Uh, 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 you got a headache? Hmm? Oh, well, come on in the parlor and meet my wife in the Downings. Just say hello. Then I'll show you around the house. Then you can go up to your room and lie down for a while. Hmm? How's that? All right? Now, come on. Here. Take my hand. Oh, Dan, finally. Hello, Dan. Hello, Mary. How are you, Paul? Right as rain. Uh, you? Oh, likewise. Uh, Bessie, this is Edna. Edna Riley, from Fondling Home. How do you do, my dear? These are our friends, the Downings. Well, so glad to meet you, Edna. Hello, Edna. Well, we waited around to meet you. Very nice things. He's told us very nice things about oh, you. We wanted to meet you. Cat got your tongue. Uh, Edna's got a headache. I told her I'd just bring her in to meet you, and then I'd show her around the house. It was a long trip from the family home. Uh, guess it gave her a headache. Then you just show her the house, and she can take herself a nap before dinner. Right, that's what I thought. Okay, come on, Edna. I'll show you around. You're going to like the house. Well, what do you think? Uh, nice little thing. Oh, real nice. Well, not what you'd call pretty. Oh, I don't know, Bessie. Uh, living in an institution all these years, I don't... Well, I, I don't think that they take too much trouble in those places, you know, to make them look pretty. Well, she's got a funny way of walking. Yeah, I think one hip is higher than the other. Well, it's not very noticeable. I noticed it, Mary. Uh, now, once you get to know her, Bessie... Yes, you, you've got to wait to get to know her before you pass judgment. You like having her around. Oh, I'm sure you will. You see. Well, we'd better get on home, Mary. Yes, we'd better. Are you two coming for supper Sunday? Oh, of course we are. Bye, dear. Come on, Mary. I'll cook you something real good. Oh, you always do, <laughs> Bessie. You always do. You've seen the downstairs... Front parlor, back parlor, dining room. And this here is the kitchen. How do you like it? Oh, it's very nice. <laughs> Not much like the foundling home, is it? No. Uh, you like Mr. and Ms. Downing? Uh, Mary and Paul? They're our friends. Live across the road. He, he raises chickens. She sells the eggs. They make out all right. <laughs> uh, oh, uh, my wife. She's all right once you get to know her. Uh, the wheelchair put you off? Oh, no. Because uh, she gets around in it pretty good. <laughs> Does the cleaning and cooking. Uh, of course, I have to carry her up and down stairs and, and wheel her outdoors. But outside of that, she does pretty good. She wouldn't like it if you try to help her too much. As a matter of fact, I'd wait for her to ask you. 
that'd be the best way. All right. Uh, you know how to work a coal stove? Hmm? Do you? What? Uh, your headache bothering you still? Is it? Uh, maybe we'd better... Uh, what are you looking at? Your ring. Oh, oh, my ring, my, my star sapphire. You like it, don't you? Yes. You like it a lot, I can tell. Well, just keep looking at it, Edna. Look right into its heart. Look right into the star. Uh-huh. That's it. Keep looking. Keep looking. Beautiful blue, isn't it? Beautiful silver star. Oh, yeah. Oh, I think your headaches begin to go away, Edna. I really do. Uh-huh. Isn't your neck begin to loosen up a little? Isn't your forehead starting to relax? The sides of your head? Mm, they don't hurt so much now, do they? No. Pain is leaving, isn't it, Edna? It's letting up. It's starting to go away. Your whole head is clearing up. There's no pain any place, is there, anymore? No pain at all. Pain's all gone. All gone away. Edna? Edna? Edna, it's over. Edna? Yes, Mr. Ferris? Did you say something? Uh, how does your head feel? Well, it feels fine. Uh, no more headache? No, it feels fine. Uh, isn't that nice? Well, let's go upstairs now. And... How did you do that? Uh, I didn't do anything. You made my headache go away. What did I do? I don't know. You remember anything except the ring? I don't remember anything except the ring. Then the ring did it. <laughs> the star sapphire did it. Well, let's go upstairs now and I'll show you your room. Uh, it's not a very big room, but I think you'll like it. Of course, you know that Daniel has dispersed Edna's headache by means of hypnosis. Hypnosis being a state resembling normal sleep, except that it is induced by the suggestions of the hypnotist with whom the hypnotized subject remains in rapport, responsive to his suggestions. Such a rapport seems to have been established between Dan Ferris and Edna Riley. What will come of it, we shall soon find out when I return with Act Two. a bit more about the phenomenon of hypnosis. Anesthesia, blindness, hallucinations, and paralysis may be induced by suggestion in the hypnotic state. And suggestions of curative value may also be accepted. I trust that this explains to your satisfaction Dan Ferris's ability to dispel Edna Riley's headache in Act One. Well, just take the cookies out of the oven for me, will you, Edna? Oh, yes, Mrs. Ferris. like a, a gun going off. That's what it was. Just Dan. Well, what was Mr. Ferris shooting at? Oh, rabbits most likely, or squirrels. We don't get much in the way of meat around here. Plenty of vegetables, but not much meat. So we have to make do with what's on the property. Rabbits are pretty good if you know how to cook them. Oh, I wouldn't know how. Well, I'll teach you. Oh. oh. 
gun scare you, hmm? I have never seen a gun. That's a twenty-two rifle Dan's using. They're easy. Very light. Maybe you'd like Mr. Ferris to teach you. Oh, here he comes now. Got himself a nice big jackrabbit. Here's your dinner. Oh, poor thing. Poor rabbit. Now, don't go getting upset. When it's fried up, Chris, for dinner, you'll appreciate it. Know what I saw out there? Great big snapping turtle. Snapping turtle? Well, that's good meat. Oh, big fella. Like to get a shot at him. Edna here thinks she'd like to learn how to shoot. Yeah? Would you, Edna? Well, that little old twenty-two is just about the right weight for a young girl. Well, we'll think about it. Maybe uh, just practice a little. Uh, uh, how would you like that, Edna? Sure she would. Get pretty monotonous staying inside all the time. Uh, tell you what, Edna. Tomorrow we'll set up some bottles on the fence and let you take some shots at them. Hmm? You, uh, you got plenty of old bottles, haven't you, Bessie? Oh, plenty. Plenty of old bottles. Maybe I'll come outside and watch. Getting yourself a bit of sunshine? What's a name? Eh? Who's that? Dan, that, that girl, that, that Edna. You see him? What are they doing? Shooting bottles off the fence? That's what she's doing. Dan's teaching her. <laughs> she's pretty good at it. Well, she's better than that. <clears throat> well, Mary sent me over to ask, uh, are you expecting us for supper on Sunday? Of course I am. Uh, Mary thought maybe with a young girl here, it's only been a short while. She's fitting in real well. She eats with us. Yeah, then we'll be here around five. Huh? Paul, that you? Uh, morning, Dad. How are you? How's Mary? Oh, both doing well, Dan. Been watching you with that young girl. <laughs> Would you believe she's never fired a shot in her whole life? She has never touched a gun. Well, to tell you the honest truth, no, I wouldn't. How'd you manage to teach her so fast? Yeah, how'd you do that? My secret. Now, Dan. No, no, no fooling now. <laughs> See this? Your ring? My star sapphire. That's what does it. Oh, how could it? Well, all by itself, it couldn't. But when it's got the power behind it. What power are you talking about? Uh, I don't know as I should tell you. Dan. Well, you've got to tell us. Well, I've been reading up on this thing they call hypnotism. Uh, seems it's not so hard. You get the subject. Uh, that's the person you aim to hypnotize. You get this person to look at a certain object and keep looking at it, not taking their eyes off it, and you tell them they're drifting off. Drifting off? Where? Uh, drifting off to sleep. Huh? Only it isn't really sleep. It's more like a trance. Once they're in a trance, you can tell them to do anything. And they'll do it? You mean they'll really do it? Yep. No matter what? Yep. Well, I'll be... Well, how, how did you find out you had this here power, Dan? Well, remember when Edna came home with me from the foundling home? Yeah. Uh, remember she had a, a, a headache that night? Yeah, I remember. Well... When I was showing her around the house, we were in the kitchen. And I saw she was staring at my ring, my star sapphire. And I thought, this is a good time to try out my powers. 
So I told her to keep staring at the ring. And pretty soon, she was like in a trance. And I told her that her headache was going away, disappearing. Mm -hmm. And when she came out of the trance, it was gone. What if she'd stayed in the trance? Oh, I brought her out of that. Uh, uh, Nothing to it. How do you do it? Like that. And she's out of it. That's all? That's all, Bessie. Mm. Because I've got the power. It's hard to believe. Well, if you've got it, you've got it. You haven't? You haven't. Well, wait till I tell Mary about this. She'll never believe it. Well, see you both for Sunday supper. Sunday supper. See you Sunday. Wait, wait till I tell Mary. Dan... Uh, you want me to wheel you back in the house? Or, uh, you want to sit out here for a spell longer? No, you, you tell me again. Hmm? You get this girl to look at your ring. Yeah, yeah, well, right into the heart of the star. Hmm. And she starts to go into this, this trance. Uh, hmm? A trance state, they call it. And while she's in this uh, trance state, she'll do whatever you say. Is, is that it? That's it. <laughs> and that's all there is to it. It was while she was in this state, this this trance state, she shot all those bottles off the fence. That's right. Hmm. Oh, holy Moses. I left her in the trance state. I told her to wait for me. I'd be back. I'd better... Wait a minute, Dan. Wait a minute. Now, let her stand there for a minute. If you got this power... Oh, I got it. I got it all right. If you can put people in this trance state where they'll do whatever you tell them, then use it. Use it on me. What? You've got the power. You've got the ring. Use both of them for me. I don't know exactly what you mean, Bessie. Make me get up and walk. Uh, Why, Bessie, Get me out of this wheelchair and on my feet. Make me walk. You said you had the power. Well, show me. Show me you got it. You've been Spreading it all over that young girl, that, that Edna. How about using it on your own wife? How about letting me have the benefit of it? Well, I, I don't know. Uh, Bessie, I, 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 I just never thought about well, it. Well, think. And then do something. Uh, I will. Uh, I will. I'll, I'll think about it. I'll, I'll see what I can do. Uh, uh, now I'd better go and get that poor girl. She's just standing there. Poor girl. What about me? My gracious, Bessie, that was a delicious repast. Uh, Delicious. So glad you enjoyed it. Oh, what was the meat course, Bessie? Would you mind telling me? Oh, that was southern fried snapping turtle. Turtle? Snapping turtle. Well, I never. <laughs> Tasted like chicken, only better. Edna shot that snapping turtle. What? You don't mean that. Put a bullet right through its head. Oh, <laughs> now, Dan. Didn't you, Edna? What's that, Mr. Ferris? Uh, uh, didn't you bring down that snapping turtle that, that we just had for supper? Did I, Mr. Ferris? Oh, Mrs. Downing, may I take your plate if you're finished with your oh, pie? thank you. Yeah. Why don't we all adjourn now to the front parlor, hmm? shall we? Uh, Edna will finish clearing the dishes. Bessie, 
Did Edna shoot down that snapping turtle, or didn't she? Dan says she did. I wasn't there. I don't know. Dan, is it true that Edna shot that snapping turtle? Absolutely. Uh, sit down, everybody, and make yourselves comfortable. Now, you're not expecting us to believe that that slip of a girl shot that turtle, are you, Dan? A girl who never handled a rifle till a few days back. And nevertheless, that's what she did. Shot him right through the head. Dan, uh, Paul told me... Well, he, he said that you had some sort of power over this girl. He, he says you taught her how to shoot bottles off a fence. It didn't teach her. Told her. Uh, the same with the turtle? That's right. Ah, oh, that's awfully hard to believe, Dan. And nevertheless, it's the truth. But what kind of power is it to make her do such a thing? Hypnotic power. He uses his ring. Yeah, see? Oh. This ring. My star sapphire. She goes into a hypnotic trance. And after that, whatever I tell her to do, she does. Well, that, that's awfully hard to swallow, Dan. You don't believe me? Well, I, I'd like to, but I... You think I can't do it? That I don't have the power? Well, you just sit right there and I'll show you. Edna? Edna, come in here. Come in the parlor. Oh, I didn't mean to rile him, Bessie. Wait and see. Step right in here, my girl. Uh, we're going to play our little game. All right? Now, you stand right there, and I'll stand right here. Yeah, that's it. Now, Edna, feast your eyes on my ring. Hmm? Feast them, yeah. Look long and deep into its azure depths. Lose yourself, Edna, in the heart of its silver star. That's it, my girl. That's it. That is it. <laughs> now, Edna... I'm going to tell you what you must do. Listen carefully, my dear, and I'll tell you what you are to do. You are to remove your clothes. What? Yes. That's right. I said you are to remove your clothes. First your dress. Yes, my dear, that's it. Unbutton it and lift it over your head. Uh-huh. Just so. Uh, Dan, I, I think you better stop. Be quiet. Uh, now your chemise, my dear. Uh, uh, remove your chemise. No. Stop it. This is disgraceful. Well, Dan, you, you can't do this. Stay away from me, Paul. Paul, don't let him. You want to see my power? Well, now you're going to see it. Go on, Edna. Uh-huh. Raise it over your head. Stop him. Stop him, Paul. Paul. <laughs> I'm sorry, Dad. I had to hit you. We we couldn't let you go on. But you saw my power, didn't didn't you? Huh? You saw it, all of you. You, you saw my power. What Mary and Paul and Bessie saw, or what you saw, was the effect of post-hypnotic suggestion. When the susceptible young Edna wakens from a hypnotic trance, she will remember nothing of what she was asked to do. But this will not keep her from carrying out Dan's requests. I'll be back shortly with our final act. Remember back to the start of our story when we told you that it would concern the exercise of power, one person over another or one person over more than one other. 
What greater power can there be than the ability to produce a state of mindlessness where the innocent subject can do nothing but obey and comply? Paul, I brought the lemonade out on the front porch. Fine, Mary. Oh, it's a beautiful day. Be right there. Dan and Bessie are home from church. Oh, Edna's with them. Yeah, I know. I saw from the window. Oh, I'm so ashamed we stayed away from church. Well, we go to prayer meeting tonight. I just couldn't face the Ferrises after last Sunday. Hmm. I couldn't face Edna either. I don't suppose she remembers. Dan says she doesn't remember anything she does when she's... You, you know, like that. Under the spell. Oh, whatever it is. Well, she didn't act like she remembered shooting that turtle. Well, I certainly hope and pray she doesn't remember starting to take her clothes off in front of us all. You don't suppose that Dan... Dan what? What were you going to say? Oh, no, no. He wouldn't do that. Dan wouldn't do anything like that. No. Oh, no. Well... <laughs> If I catch your meaning. No, he, he he wouldn't do anything like that. Oh, no, he's too fond of Bessie. Well, he, he wouldn't do anything like that. I, I mean, in her own house. Um, are we supposed to go over there for supper tonight? I haven't the slightest idea. We always do. It's a regular thing. I haven't talked to Bessie all week. Oh, I waved to her across the road a few times when she was sitting outside in her wheelchair. Uh-huh. She waved back? Oh, yes. Just like nothing had happened. Matter of fact, she waved first. So, of course, I waved back. But we didn't speak. It's just as well. I wouldn't have known what to say. Uh, makes you darned uncomfortable. Mm. They've been good neighbors. Paul, did, did you notice last Sunday when, when Dan cast that spell over Edna, you know, told her to, to take her clothes off, did, did you notice that... Bessie didn't seem to mind at all. Oh, she must have minded. But she didn't say a word. She just sat there. Probably too shocked to say anything. Well, I certainly said something. Huh, so did you. Well, I did more than say something. Well, you knocked him down. I'm glad you did that. Well, somebody had to do something. Oh, look, look. Dan and Bessie are coming out of the house. Oh, probably he's going to wheel her out on the lawn to get some sun. Uh. They're stopping to talk. Huh. What wouldn't you give to know what they're saying? Mary and Paul are sitting out in their front porch. Never mind about them. Hmm. Looks like they're having lemonade or something. Yeah. Would you like me to make you some lemonade? Or, or I'll ask Edna. I don't want any lemonade. Hmm. Mary and Paul didn't come to church, huh? I suppose you noticed. I wonder why. Uh, I know, I know. I never should have played that little game. You call that a game? Well, it is, kind of. I, I just wanted to show them that I could do it, that I had the power. I wanted to show you. You had the power, all right. Mm. I know I shouldn't have done what I did. You know, Paul was right to knock me down. I'm glad he did it. Maybe one of these days I'll walk over there and apologize to both of them. Tell them I'm sorry. You haven't even apologized to me. Haven't I? No, I thought I hadn't. Well, I do now. I'm, I'm really sorry, Bessie, for what I did. He was wrong of me. I know that. I, I didn't know it then, but I know it now. Oh, never mind all that palaver. I, I'd apologize to Edna, too. But 
she doesn't remember any of it. Well, that's a blessing. Yes, it is. It really is. Well, uh, how, how'll it be if I wheel you out in the lawn? Nice, bright sun. How, how, how about me putting a chair under the big elm tree? Would you like that? I'll tell you what I'd like, Dan. Yes? Well, what, what, what would you like, Bessie? I'd rather go out and back? What I'd like is what I told you before. I'd like for you to use this power you've got on me. I want to walk, Dan. I want to hoist myself out of this wheelchair and walk. Well, now, Bessie, I... You can do it, Dan. You know you can do it. If he can do it to that girl, you can do it for me. Not necessarily. You and the ring. You and the star sapphire. You you can do it, Dan. Then I'll be up and about. My old self. We can send that young girl packing. Do it, Dan. Do it. The thing is, Bessie, I... I don't know if you're a good subject. I'm your wife. That's just it. Um, you might resist me on, 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 on account of being my wife. We know each other too well. But that ought to help. And another thing, you're a very intelligent woman. You've got a good mind, a strong mind. Edna now, she's just a poor ignorant kid. She's got no brains to speak of. Well, well, not like you. I don't care. I want you to try. Well, we'll see. Uh, 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 Now I'm going to wheel you down under the big elm tree. Will you try? Uh, maybe I will. Um, uh, we'll talk about it. He's wheeling her down toward the big elm tree. Bessie loves to sit there. Yeah. She can wave at the people going past on the road. Well, they sure seem to be getting along all right. Yeah, well, Bessie has a very forgiving nature. Uh, he's got her all settled. Oh, he's putting the afghan over her knees. Yeah. She's smiling up at him. Hmm. No trouble there, that's for certain. Well, maybe we've been too hard on Dan. Well, if his own wife doesn't hold a grudge, maybe we've no right to. Uh, we could walk over there this afternoon, sort of drop in. And... Pass the time of day. If she says anything about supper tonight. Oh, well, we'll accept. Make everything like it was before. Yeah. Sure hate to be on the outs with him. It makes me uncomfortable. Oh, oh, look there, Paul. Oh, he's kneeling down beside her chair. Oh, now that's nice. Uh, wonder what he's saying to her. Well, it doesn't look to me like he's saying anything. Or Bessie neither. She's not saying anything. What's she doing? I don't know. Staring at something. Well, she's staring at Dan's head, it looks like. Now, now he's saying something. He's talking to her. But she's just staring. She isn't saying in a word. Mary, you know what she's staring at? She's staring at his ring. His star sapphire ring. Well, I'll be. Yeah, and, and, and he's talking to her. Same as he did to Edna last Sunday. Oh, you, you think we ought to go over there? What for? He's not going to do anything to Bessie. Isn't he? Well, what would he do? I don't know. Let's just watch. Look. He's getting up and... And he's going to the house. Oh, he's probably going to fetch her something. Maybe a cold drink. Anyway, they appear to be getting along all right. That's a comfort. 
Edna, you, uh, you here? I'm here, Mr. Ferris. Uh, what are you doing? Oh, nothing much. Uh, would you like to come out here on the porch for a minute? All right. Such a lovely day, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, Edna, uh, you feel like playing our little game one more time, maybe? Oh, I don't know. Uh, you've been bringing down a lot of rabbits this last week. I have? Oh, uh-huh. And, uh, and some squirrels, too. Doesn't seem to be much point to it if I don't remember doing it, you think? Uh, well, I don't know. I, I can always tell you after. Hmm. I guess. Makes me feel very proud. Really? Does it? Oh, proud as anything. You handle that little twenty-two better than anybody I know. Better than me, even. Gosh. Uh, Maybe I ought to show you how to clean it. Maybe so. Uh, uh, Will you fetch it for me? It's uh, standing over there in the corner. It's funny. I don't remember what I do. Well, that's because you're in the trance state. Uh, you don't come out of it till I clap my hands and tell you to. Uh, there. Okay, now, let me show you about this rifle. All right. Uh, no. No, Edna, before I do that, um, uh, let's play our little game just one more time. All right? If you say so. Okay. Now, let me just test my power one more time. Uh, look deep into the ring. Uh-huh. That's it. Keep on looking. That's right. At the blue of the sapphire, look deep into the star. You're sinking into the deep heart of the star, aren't you, Edna? Huh? Right? Your eyelids are getting heavy. You feel drowsy. You feel like you're falling off into a deep sleep. Drowsier, drowsier. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's the way. Sleepier and sleepier. Oh, yeah. Now, I'm going to give you the rifle, Edna. You're going to take it in your hands, your left hand on the barrel, like I taught you, and the other end of the gun on your right shoulder, Uh and your right forefinger on the trigger. Uh Uh-huh. Now, now then you look through the sight, now, down there, uh, beneath the big elm tree, see somebody's head. You can just see it over the back of the wheelchair. Take aim at it, Edna. Take careful aim. And when I tell you, Got Edna out on the porch. They're talking together. Well, he's doing the talking. She's getting the twenty-two. She's giving it to him. Oh, I hope he doesn't take her out shooting rabbits again. They've been doing it all week. That gun going off all day. Oh, drives me crazy. He sure spends a lot of time with that girl. Now, now, Paul, we weren't going to scandal monger. I didn't necessarily mean anything like that. As long as Bessie is content. Well, she seems to be. Oh, look at her, sitting under that old elm. I think she's content. Lonely, maybe, but she seems happy. Well, what do you say we go over there and 
keep her company. Say we're sorry for neglecting her this past week. Huh? Mm, sort of make things up between us and them. Oh, yeah, let's do that. Paul's got Edna heisting the gun to her shoulder. If I hear one more shot this week, I swear I'll scream. She's sighting it. Oh, come on, let's hurry up, Paul. Funny to be taking a shot from the front well, porch. M- maybe a, a rabbit in the front yard. A squirrel, maybe. Uh, or a chipmunk. I gotta call the sheriff. Yes, I guess you do. You go on inside and call him, and I'll take Edna home with me. Uh, wait a second. What is it? There's one thing we gotta do first. Either you or me has got to do it. What's that? Tell Bessie her husband's dead. They say that a person under hypnosis can be made to do anything. Anything that is up to a point. And that point is reached when the hypnotized subject loses the rapport earlier established with the hypnotist. And that rapport is broken when the subject is asked to do something contrary to his moral convictions. That's what they tell me anyway. I'll be back shortly. susceptible subjects who have been frequently hypnotized may spontaneously drop into self-hypnosis without the agency of any hypnotist at all. For my own part, I intend to have nothing whatsoever to do with hypnotism. Were I to hypnotize myself, who knows what I might tell myself to do? Our cast included Fred Gwynn, Carol Titel, E.V. Juster, and Court Benson. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. This is E.G. Marshall inviting you to return to our mystery theater for another adventure in the macabre. 
Until next time, pleasant dreams.